0: If you're brown today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from brown girl worries. Let's all drink up a shot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Grab your phone and download the Budjet podcast. Problemas are all the same Assimilation where pochos put all the blame You wanna be where you can see problemas are all the same assimilation where pochas put all the blame Hey and welcome to the Pocha Podcast Before we get started though happy birthday to us Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, Las Pochas. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to us. us. Woo! Happy birthday. Two years, two. Charlene. Does this mean we're hitting our terrible twos? Ooh, I like it. I can throw a fit now, can mm-hmm. I? No. I, I like it. You like it? Okay. <laughs> well, welcome to the episodio 25 of the Pocha Podcast at the intersection of brown pride and assimilation in the borderlands. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we uh, are here for our second birthday. Mm. And you know what? Um, when you told me before we started recording that it was our second, um, our second anniversary celebrating our birthday as a podcast, I, I, I spaced it. I couldn't believe it.
1: It's pretty crazy. I was looking back at the episodes and I was like, oh yeah, April is our birthday.
0: And I mathed it too. When I was mathing it, I was like, Episodio 25, which means 12 a year. So yeah, we're at you know another anniversary yeah. mark look at us go.
1: I know, so fancy.
0: Um, So we are officially two, and um, because we're two, I think that may have informed a little bit of what our show is going to be about um, this time around, so we are going to talk a little bit about uh, birthdays in general, Mm -hmm. you know, because why not? Necesitamos un pedacito de quequi right about now. And we're also going to be visiting the great outdoors um, and bougie camping because, you know, sometimes you're a little too old to just do it in a tent. <laughs> and then our, our Gaya de Nuevo is legit Gaya de Nuevo. We're it really checking is. in <laughs> and getting some progress notes on some of the things that we've talked about before. Yeah, I like it. So let's jump right in, shall we? Let's. Birthdays. Uh, I almost seriously bought a piñata for today. <laughs>
1: And you couldn't find one.
0: I couldn't find one the size, a smaller size for us. Right. I could find giant ones at La Michoacana. Giant. (laughs) There was a palm tree. There was a bottle. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, the the, the typical um, burro, a star.
1: I like that. I always liked the stars. (gasps) Ooh, I had one of those giant stars at my first wedding. Um, let's not do that never bring me a star piñata
0: never I was gonna bring us a burrito kind of piñata but they didn't have small ones they were like no go big or go home
1: yeah and I I did
0: ask and they're like well we can make one for you But you have to do it several days in advance. Like, you have to pre-order.
1: And you're like, I'm not that kind of Mexican.
0: Not that. I was not that kind of. I wasn't that smart to pre-plan this.
1: And they're like, every two-year-old birthday party is going to have 400 people. This is the size for (laughs) piñatas. Exactly.
0: And if you notice at La Michoacana, when you go in there, they don't sell, like, small bags (laughs) of candy for your piñata. No. No, 2,000 pieces. (laughs) Exactly. Because your piñata is so huge, you need... Fifty million yep. masapanes and then they don't they don't sell m and m s they don't sell Kit Kats. no no, they sell the little like coconut Mexican flag candies oh, so Mazapanes that seriously mm. it's like eating the sahara desert in 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 cacahuate flavor. <laughs> They sell all sorts of candies with chile on the outside, the mango lollipops with the chile on the outside.
1: You know how sometimes when you say something, your mouth waters when you said that? My mouth, like, dried out, like if I had had one of those candies. <laughs> it is. Like,
0: there was this TikTok that I saw where it was, it was about the masapahan and so the person, like, unwraps it. You could see that there's a bite taken out of it, and then the camera slowly g- pulls away from a glass of water on a table. <laughs> Because that's exactly how you feel. It's true. I, so, a while I don't know if you remember this. I know I'm deviating just a bit, but a, a couple of years ago, there was that cinnamon challenge where you get a spoonful of cinnamon and you're supposed to like swallow it or whatever. What? I was like, 100% Latinx kids got this because we ate masapanes. Huh. That should be easy for us. I guess
1: it would be the texture would be the same. Kind of, yeah.
0: But I guess it. People were doing it and it wasn't, it didn't turn out so great. So I was like,
1: yeah, that sounds bad.
0: Very bad. But I digress. Yes. So, um, when I went to the Michoacana, I was looking for piñata for us for our, our happy second birthday. Mm-hmm. The candies there though, did make me think about the types of parties that we showed up at mm-hmm. when we were kids yeah. and who had what kind of candy.
1: Oh, that's True. There was always a, some little kid asleep in the extra bedroom that you didn't really know whose baby it was. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't go, go in there. You'd get in big old trouble for like opening that back door because there was some there kid There were the purses and the, and the, and the coats. the purses, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I don't think I was ever that kid, but maybe that maybe that's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> there
0: was always that one kid who was crying. Always. Like always. Crying. And when our executive producer was kind of, you know, getting some stories out of me for bullet points to talk about today. Um, I said, she asked me, well, how many birthday parties do you remember? And I was like, I remember three.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Peter Piper pizza, the requisite.
1: Wow. You got a Peter Piper birthday? I did.
0: Dang. I'm sure somewhere in there, I got a McDonald's birthday. I, I pseudo remember that one. In the No, no. There was no caboose in the the El Paso one Mm -hmm. (laughs) no room for a caboose there okay and the very first one that I remember one of my cousins made me cry and I was like three or four so I cried at my own birthday party I was that kid why were you crying I don't remember wow no clue but there's always that one kid who's crying sometimes it's (laughs) the person whose birthday (laughs) you're celebrating sometimes it's the one who didn't get all the candy from the piñata
1: oh yeah or the one who ran out before it was time and got hit oh <laughs> that's messed up but it happened <laughs> you know what happened oh yeah yeah and part of the reason um
0: why I don't remember that many and I'm sure my mom will be like no no we had quite a few for you but mm-hmm. my birthday's in December so Jesus swallows mm. all the birthdays kind of in and around the end of November into December
1: I mean it's Jesus y- you know he got like, first
0: he- he's the I got first so yeah. you wait.
1: I mean if you die and resurrect then I'm pretty sure we'll switch the order. Up. Right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. I can hang. I uh I have a distinct memory of my dad being on the roof because we didn't have like a giant tree where you could put mm-hmm. the piñata. Mm-hmm. So my dad or one of my theos would be on the roof and the other one would be on the ground and they would it was like the best thing. I mean, I really think they thought it was a sport to have the piñata duty.
0: It was a sport because their job wasn't so much make the kid hit the piñata. Oh, no. It was how many times can you make the piñata hit the kid? Exactly.
1: How many times will the kid fall? How many times will you knock the kid over? Like, absolutely. That was the game. Mm -hmm. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was certainly not like, oh, look how cute. Let him hit the piñata. No. No.
0: And it was competitive. (laughs) It was super competitive. Yeah. Little kids, they didn't get the bandana. Big kids, you got the bandana, you got spinned 15 times. You had to do a keg stand before you can start hitting
1: things. No, they put you in Hurricane Irma, like Mm -hmm. to go before you went out to hit, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's that one competitive cousin, that, that one
0: primo who's like, no, but I'm going to hit this one out the park. I, I play oh, for yeah. the Dodgers. Oh,
1: the tia's in the back. No, juega baseball, mijo, mira, mira. <laughs> All excited. <laughs> like, that was his proof right there that he was a badass. Right. <laughs> wow. Did you ever
0: have that one tio who they were in charge? Like, you had mentioned either your dad was on the roof or what oh, yeah. have you. Um, tried, so you didn't have a ladder. So you had to scale the side of your house a la Spider-Man. But you did it with one <laughs> cerveza on your hand and you never spilled it. And you were, that was like the Tio. Oh, yeah. Like Tio Chuki's going to do it.
1: Yeah. No, that was my dad. There was a rock wall mm-hmm. and he could just like flink flink with his beer in his hand and be on the roof with the rope in the other hand just mm-hmm. like the whole time. Yeah. Wow.
0: I'm telling. And then it, it's like a sport. Who does the mad dash? So there's the baseball player who hits it out of mm-hmm. the park. There's the track star who gets to the candy the first. The good candy
1: first, yes.
0: There's the one kid with the big hands who swoops up all the candy. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one primo who's too young, gets scared by all the franticness,
1: ends up with one little chicle, and is crying. That we also have, and then there was crying because they would make the older ones give candy mm-hmm. to the little ones. <laughs> it's not fair. Mm. Wow. Did you ever keep any parts of the piñata? Oh, yeah.
0: Legs yeah it's a trophy the head yeah it was a little macabre that you had like the head would be sitting in a room oh, like, that was a trophy this this was elisa's <laughs> birthday three years ago i got
1: the head oscar the grouch may he rest in peace
0: and then for adults the candies aren't candies anymore right they're miniatures
1: yeah that's a good p- and condoms like that was a good party when you had condoms oh, yeah. oh. You never had condoms in a piñata? I mean, what would I do with them?
0: But okay. I think that's a different episode.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Wait
0: until June <laughs> where we talk about. <laughs> did your parties ever do the cake mordida for the person whose birthday it was?
1: We did not do that. No.
0: Really? Mm-mm. Oh, that was a thing. And yeah. then you would even cheer it on. You'd be like, mordida, mordida. Yeah. Yeah. And you would go in for the one little nibble. Our executive producer is looking at me, but I'm pretty sure that you may have seen a couple of videos where the kid goes in for like and a then
1: whoop, face smash. Whoop, right. The
0: whole You have frosting mm-hmm. in your nose for days. Yeah, no, I never did that. Parts of your hair were blue. And the birthday kid cries. And the birthday kid
1: cries sometimes. Yeah, we never, ha- I, I mean, I went to parties where that happened, but that never got done to me. Because my mom was, so our birthdays as little children were, we were super fancy dresses, like with gloves and the whole, in the backyard for a barbecue. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Yeah, like super fancy. So she was not about to get that like $60 dress from Dillard's Dirty with no kind of mortina that was happening. No. I went to
0: one birthday party when I was a kid and the family was um, evangelical Christians. So, yes, there was cake. Yes, there was a piñata. Yes, we hung out outside and we had hot dogs. But before we were allowed to go outside, we were watching a video about how rock and roll roll was the devil's music. And there was a whole thing about Bruce Springsteen and um, uh, Hey, Little Girl, Is Your Daddy Home? Like that whole song, breaking down all of the lyrics and how totally bad they were. And I was like...
1: Okay, awkward, but can we have cake? <laughs> you have to sign a pledge before you ate the cake.
0: <laughs> Didn't work. I was the gay one. Oh. Like, oh. oh,
1: that video made me gay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. You are the true American hero. <laughs>
0: I like it. So, so question for you, like, okay, your mom had a different view of what your birthday party should look like. And it went down a little bit differently than maybe some of your family members or your Uh friends. Uh Um, Is that at the intersection at, at that intersection of
1: Brown pride and assimilation? Oh, totally. That was the, I feel like that was the time to like parade us even like I didn't get a quinceanera, but I feel like all the little birthdays were very much dress them up like a cute little doll. And then, you know, do all the, fancy things and get them a million presents and bring over all the family and have like a barbecue in the backyard that was the thing
0: okay well yours was also in october so you it was still barbecue weather out here
1: yeah and i mean even and my sister's is in june and that same thing it was like like we didn't get peter piper birthdays or that was not a thing it was always backyard party hmm okay yeah do you think that
0: um because one of the one of the things that we had talked about a little bit before we before we got started was um, the way we celebrate now versus how we celebrate then, but not in that having the outdoor party, but like how big you go now.
1: Okay, so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to big or meticulously planned and themed.
0: Because- Aren't they one in the same though? Because you're metic- if you're meticulously planning it, that's kind of bigger than just buy a sheet of Gecky over at Walmart or whatever, or get like...
1: Yeah, so that was... I mean, I was dressed fancy as a kid, but it was just a barbecue. Backyard, hot dogs, carne, whatever, family over, presents, that was it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what year she turned, but I had this pressure, and I don't know where the fuck it was from, like Pinterest or Facebook, I don't know. But I felt this pressure to be... She had a mermaid birthday and there were like all these ocean crafts, like there was a craft table, the kids made little water bottles full of shells and all kinds of like who who is that? Who makes moms do that? I don't know. That's like that's that's
0: over the top ish. It's you know? over the top. It's ridiculous. And and I'm I'm saying that as a parent myself. Like our our daughters are getting ready to turn seventeen. Mm. And last year, you know, because of COVID, we had drive-by birthday, yeah. like a lot of people have had and still are having, right? Sure. Largely. Um, but I, and maybe this is just the, I didn't get that gene. I've never wanted to be like, let's outdo and everybody does an origami duck and gets, gets a takeaway pride. You know, I was just like, do you have a Ziploc baggie of, of chiclets? You're good.
1: Yeah, no, I, I have. That must be all the assimilation just raining down on me as a mom right now. <laughs> I don't know. And really, it's not like anybody pressured me to do that. I felt that pressure from God knows where. I don't know where. But it was like, oh, yep, I got to do I gotta do all this. Everybody has to have the little goodie bag, and we have to make the unicorn pops, and we have to have the cupcakes and the cake that should be in Better Homes and Gardens and all the things. Like, it, I don't know where that came from. And it's not fun. I mean, hopefully it's fun for her. It was not fun for me because it's a lot of details that are happening.
0: That is a lot of detail planning that I just, I don't know. Maybe again, I miss that gene. Maybe, maybe that comes with baby to older and Since I stepped in, maybe a little bit later, I just don't Mm -hmm. have the like, "Mm, okay, let's make it great. Let's have some friends over, but I don't need everything matchy. Like, congratulations, you lasted 365 days. Like, this is great. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I also really love birthdays. Like, a lot.
0: Why? What's the...
1: I think we've talked about this before. Like, I... uh... I think a near-death experience really just made me appreciate every birthday. I just, I I really appreciate that, okay, another year I made it, and that's not a given all the time. So That's true, yeah. I just really, I re- and I love presents. Like, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that
0: brings up another good thing, like present, like gifts versus gift cards. Ooh. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy for us to get a gift card. There's like stands of them. Mm-hmm. If you walk into Target, COVIDly safe and with your mask still on, six feet apart, Wow! there's a whole wall of gift mm-hmm. cards, gift cards in, in gift packs, like you can buy five at $15 yeah. or you can get restaurants, you can get Google Play, you can get so many things. So what's the, you know, do you, do you love gift? I know you love gift buying, so that's a given, but I do. Even for birthdays when you don't know the kid, is that still like a, okay, let's go out and buy something that's in their age range with this color?
1: Gift giving is my superpower. Ooh. I love gift giving. I love it. Um, I wish I could be a secret shopper. That would be my dream job. Like other people's money, buying presents. Even if it's not for me, like for other people, if mm-hmm. it makes them happy, if it's the perfect present, it's very satisfying for me. So a gift card doesn't quite give me that like satisfaction. But I love getting a gift card. If it's to a place I like, don't get me a gift card to Kmart because that's not going to be my jam. But if you give me a gift card to TJ Maxx oh. <laughs> or Starbucks or like, you know, that's my heart, you know, because I like shopping with people's money. That's not mine. So even better.
0: So is, if, that's your, if that's your superpower, is your cape like gift
1: wrapping paper or? It's probably like just a bunch of Target bags like quilted together. <laughs> maybe like a tj maxx bag thrown in there
0: the one good thing about amazon i I know i know amazon is the devil amazon is the new devil because of union issues all all the things one thing i will give them credit for it's not the the ability to purchase to have it sent wherever like whatever a lot of places do that and maybe there are a lot of places that do this too but when you have that um when you like something and you heart it and it goes into your wish list mm-hmm. and you can see some other folks' oh, wish lists. Oh, that's nice, yeah. That is super helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, not that, not that I'm not smart enough to figure some things out about likes or dislikes, but that's very specific. Mm-hmm. So if, if I know for you, you like shoes, you like Nikes, if you have it in your wish list, I know a very specific type of shoe that I can absolutely get that I know you will like as opposed to I know she likes Nikes so let me just get her a you know a gift card from
1: previously you had to either get married or have a baby to have a registry so this is just like um an I'm alive registry (laughs) this is the shit I like so buy it for me Mm -hmm. I like that I put some things in
0: there sometimes to remind myself because I'm just too old to remember what I liked (laughs) previously (laughs) What I know. But there's like, oh, there's that book that I read about that I really want to read it. And then I'll just put it in there because I'll forget down the line.
1: That's fair. I don't really use a wish list for that. I use Pinterest for that. I save all my things that I like in Pinterest.
0: That's a whole other weedy weedy that we're going to have one day, right? Pinterest. It is. Pinterest. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. My favorite. (laughs) So... Moving on from birthdays, um, you are listening to the Butcha Podcast. We are celebrating our second birthday. We are now officially two years being a podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. Another thing that's happening, Charlene, um, I wouldn't say birthday related, but definitely weather related, is the ability to go out, do more camping, Mm -hmm. go get in touch with our great outdoors. Um, And also because that's, to me, like a safe way to vacation during a pandemic where you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be around a million people. It's you in your tent or what have you with chosen people. You're not in a hotel room sharing all the things. So uh, we are seeing an increase in folks going out and doing the camping.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody and their mom bought a camper. Seriously. Is that camping? It's not me sleeping in my house. Yes. (laughs) I mean, if I'm in the middle, if I'm in a room in the middle of the woods, it's camping.
0: Yes. I'm so happy I wasn't taking a sip at that moment (laughs) because I'm pretty sure I'd have done a spit take. But I mean, okay. So there's, uh, when we grew up, there wasn't camping, right? Like we didn't have that. I mean, there was camping. People didn't didn't have, have, well, people we knew didn't have campers or RVs. No. No. As a matter of fact, I didn't have like an RV in my life until my mom remarried Mm, because my mm -hmm. stepdad was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go in a camper kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that was fantastic because you had a flushable toilet. You didn't have to stand on two stones so that your shoes wouldn't get wet while you're urinating.
1: Yes. I love that. So
0: does that happen
1: at a certain age or does that happen at a certain socioeconomic level? Oh, I think it's socioeconomic for sure. I mean, on both ends. Like, There are people that live in their RVs. (laughs) We'll talk about one of them later and then there are people who have campers or RVs that are worth more than my damn house and like granite countertops and chandeliers and big screens and 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 craziness definite glamping for sure
0: and I like that (laughs) I'm not gonna lie at this age I'm not I like the idea and the nostalgia of camping Mm -hmm. we went camping as kids I don't want to put up a tent. I don't want to use a public restroom. I don't want to sleep on rocks. Mm -mm. Does that make me bougie?
1: Yes. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) I don't want to do that either. My my daughter had, uh, on Easter Sunday, had my husband tent camp with her in the backyard. She had been begging to tent camp. And he was like, I don't know if she's going to like it, whatever. She was so exhausted on Easter just from... She was the only kid at the Easter egg hunt. So, you know, she had to find all the eggs. She was tired. It was a long day. Out like a light. He was like, I heard every freaking dog in the whole goddamn neighborhood barking all night. The birds losing their damn minds all like from four in the morning. He was not. He did not sleep. So would it be fair to call him a not happy camper? Yes. (laughs) Not happy camper. But she was stoked. She was pumped when they came in in the morning. Mom, we camped. Did you
0: do a lot of camping when you were young?
1: No, my mom was not that kind of uh, Mexican either. No camping for my mom. We, there were a few times we went, um, we knew these people. I don't even know how we knew these people, but they had a cabin in somewhere and not like a super fancy cabin. Like it was kind of older and probably like a hunting cabin kind of a thing. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. we had gone there a couple of times. And then my dad used to work for White Sands and they would send him, to work in random places sometimes. And one of the places that he got stationed for a while was Riedoso. So they rented him a cabin that was large enough for us to go. So we, a few times, would go and stay with him in Riedoso in this cabin. So that felt very bougie. That didn't feel like camping because it was like apartments. I mean, the cabins were like, you know, multiplex, whatever. So that didn't feel campy, but we were in the woods and I was not in my bed. So I don't know. I mean, cabining is that a different thing? Probably, yeah.
0: That's like a step up for me because I'm like, okay, I can still go out and hike. But then the running water will stay hot for a while <laughs> yes. and not just kind of for a while.
1: Exactly. But you used to go, so your parents would go camp, like tent camping with you? We would go, yeah, absolutely. We ha- And That's not awesome. like,
0: not like. Um, it. it wasn't a great, mad props to my family for getting all of the equipment and all the things. But we didn't have the things like... The shower bag where you can shower or the like porta potty where you know right. it was like we have some sleeping bags we have a tent and we have an igloo that you can put all of your bologna sandwiches in mm-hmm. that's what we had and that's what we had done for several you know we for several summers we would go out and
1: mm-hmm.
0: and do that kind of camping and um there's a part of me that enjoys that because it's very like natural close to nature kind of thing you have to Mm -hmm. diy it for the most part and there is a certain smell that goes with the camping equipment that's very nostalgic but also i'm in my (laughs) mid-40s my back don't do that anymore (laughs) yeah and you know while i love the thought and the oh it brings me the warm fuzzies no I don't think I could do it anymore. Yeah,
1: I want to be at one with nature on a queen-size mattress. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. With running water.
0: And I know that we're in a state where we have a lot of outdoorsy. Um, we have a lot of uh, national parks. We have a lot of state parks. It's part of our being as a state. It is. New Mexico is.
1: Yeah, public lands are, we have access to public lands everywhere you turn. It, yeah, you can't
0: literally you can't drive more than four miles without hitting some kind of trail mm-hmm. um, in Las Cruces anyway. True, yeah. Um, so there are a lot of outdoorsy types here. There's a lot of, there's a push for outdoors things.
1: Well, we learned not too long ago that there's actually a Latino conservation week Yeah. in July because there's this push to get Latinx people out Doing the camping and the hiking and all of that kind of stuff because um typically it was like you said the outdoorsy type. I'm gonna stereotype and be like your REI super sweet pack gear, whatever, walking stick, all that kind of thing. Not the you know wipe your butt with a rock kind of camping <laughs> like right. That was not <laughs> the uh, the vision maybe that folks have. But um, yeah, there's a push to get people of color out out. Outdoors. And so one of the things
0: that for me maybe was like a it really pinpointed my intersection of um brown pride and assimilation. One of the friends that we have in work and in life, because Las Cruces is small enough where you know a lot of people that you work with, and in this particular case, it's a city council member who does also do a lot of work with conservation organizations. And he's talking about his relationship with the great outdoors and his relationship with his family doing stuff with the great outdoors, They're fishing, hunting, which mm-hmm. there is a lot of here. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was my being born and raised in El Paso, and I'm not speaking for all El Pasoans here, but that was not something that I had associated with being brown and going to the outdoors, mm. and this gentleman does.
1: Interesting.
0: And when he starts talking about it, I'm like, Wow, I must be from Mars, that I never put those two pieces together like he does. Like, no, this is a nas- This is a treasure of our cultura, doing things out in the you know the fishing, getting your own food, and you know just having that um, love and appreciation for Mother Earth. And I was like wow, I feel not robbed, but I certainly feel like that's a missing puzzle piece for me.
1: Mm. I also feel like that's a male experience uh, well. for Latinos. That didn't always happen for females. And I i mean, as coming from a family where it was just me and a sister, my dad would definitely take me fishing, but he would never take me hunting. Never. And he would go with my cousins and my uncles. And that was a thing, certainly, that I'm sure he would probably connect to. But I think even for me here, it wasn't, I don't associate that. And I think it's because I, I'm a girl. Mm,
0: good call. Because now that you say that, it does bring up memories of like, my sister and I were I was in. A, I was in the Girl Scouts at the Brownie level and my sister was a Girl Scout at the Girl Scout level. And when we did go, we did go camping, oh, camping? Mm-hmm. It wasn't in a tent. They had like a recreational area. Oh, yeah. Um, but we didn't do the things the Boy Scouts did. Mm-hmm. And I was very jealous that my brother was a Boy Scout and he got to do all the cool shit where mm-hmm. I was like, learn to cook. Now, the Girl Scouts have changed to their... Yes. yeah, Girl Scouts. Yeah. they mm-hmm. have. They're doing a lot of things differently. But back then, it was like the best way to do laundry and cooking. And can you start... You know, it was like... Things that did not appeal to me at all: outdoors, not- domestics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come
1: be domestic
0: outside. And it just that just was not my thing, and I really did lose interest in the organization because of that. Because I mm-hmm. I really was like, I want to be a Boy Scout. I right. want to make the little car and I want it to race. I want to go with my out with mm-hmm. my brother and do all the things too. Like, why can't I do that? Why are you giving me a brown skirt? <laughs> yeah. Those.
1: Yeah. Those were not cute.
0: Whatever I mean skirts to me are not generally cute, but for brown me. pleats oh, whatever I mean things and things, but yeah, so i when I'm talking to this gentleman, it just i feel like wow i I miss mm-hmm. that aspect and and it could there's i'm sure a hundred percent sure you're right that there is that as- that there's that dimension of being a woman or being a girl that has influenced how we were treated and Mm -hmm. how we associated the great outdoors
1: yeah well and how our parents thought we could or should interact with the outdoors like depending on our sex which is kind of sad I don't know why my my dad even tells me like he got rid of all his old shotguns and stuff gave them to my cousins or gave them away and I'm like I would have loved to have some of that now but he just didn't think that as a girl I would be interested ever
0: Mm. And you still go glamping, camping, bougie camping, whatever you want to call it. We do. We
1: go a lot. In the pandemic, it's been kind of our vacation for sure, where we can get away for a few days, just unplug a little bit, um, be in the camper, and yeah, just kind of be outside, which our kids love. They could be outside forever. They love it. So it's just nice, a nice little getaway
0: Okay, so do you do a lot of grilling when you're when you're out camping?
1: I don't ever do any grilling. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that yeah, I don't. I I prep all the stuff though. I certain like, and I'll try to make, you know, I'll make like lasagna or whatever that we can take and bake in the camper, or I make sure we have all the things so that someone else can grill because that's not my jam.
0: Because I remember. And I'm sure that there's more of a variety. And also my memory is Swiss cheese, right? But I remember bologna sandwiches. Like we would take bread and, you know, lunch meat and whatnot. I'm sure there may have been a grill in the picture at some point in time, but I mostly remember sandwiches out there. Well,
1: when you're taking, when you're just having a campfire, like straight up the rock ring campfire Mm -hmm. and an ice chest, that, that's hard. Like that's a lot of work to get a real meal happening on that kind of thing. So I can see that lots of sandwiches and cold cuts. Yeah, for sure.
0: So on a grilling note, um, I bought a grill and I assembled it and all the things for the oh. house, right? I know big, big grill pants.
1: You're such a good lesbian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have found that I don't grill as well as my kids do. And I what? was like, the kids. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. Give me some meat, put it on there. I got this. And then, um, our two oldest will grill. And I'm like, I am now eating humble pie. With a side of really good steak. They grill well.
1: How did they learn? Their father. Wow. Because it certainly wasn't from my (laughs) house. 100% they didn't learn that from me. Pinterest? No. No. That's awesome. Oh, I like this. Now I I want them
0: to cook me a steak. Dude, I am telling you. And then they do this like bougie ass thing where it's like, You have to leave the steak in the refrigerator overnight with salt on it so that whatever the fuck happens, Mm -hmm. I don't know, they give me some biochemistry lesson Mm -hmm. and I'm like, hmm, when can I taste this? (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me what time I need to be prepared for dinner. It has to age for
1: 47 days. What?
0: I'll bring my own knife and fork. I'm good. I got this. That's very cool. I like it. (laughs) So do you have any camping trips upcoming?
1: I don't know. Um, Not planned. We, Yeah, not planned.
0: Not going to lie, nowadays when I go camping, it's because the suegra has a camper.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. It's good times.
0: Six kids in one camper. That's I not don't know. Good
1: times. <laughs> that's a lot.
0: And one bathroom. I'm just saying. I'm just going to put that out there.
1: Yep. That's a lot. That is a lot.
0: And the last time we went, I had to take my dog because she was <laughs> special needs at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably the biggest mistake ever because she's such a whiny like she's like she was born and raised in new york right like she, most of her baby life was in manhattan she's not an outdoors dog yeah she was like i don't know what this dirt shit is where's my concrete uh-huh. i can't really pee out here
1: oh my god problemas,
0: y problemas.
1: well we won't be taking the dog camping <laughs> no
0: this is the Pocha Podcast at that intersection of brown pride and assimilation. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And yes, we've gone through uh, our birthdays. Uh, we've gone through our, our outdoorsy um, time frame now that it's getting warmer and people are going out. And now it's time for our Que de
1: Nuevo. There's so many things, Kat.
0: I know, because this, this time we're at... We're, Not that we don't actually do nuevo stuff (laughs) and care de nuevo, but for this one, we are like reaching back and seeing and updating and Mm -hmm. seeing what is new with some stuff that we have talked about before. Yes. And in the theme of a second birthday, some of the things that we're talking about are also on the twos.
1: Yes. For example...
0: For example,
1: we have previously talked about the show *Hentified*, which is produced by America Ferrera. And we loved *Hentified*. thought it was such a good show on Netflix. Um, they started filming their second season in Ooh. February. So it should hopefully be out at the end of this year or the beginning of 2022.
0: I'm looking forward to that. And that, that show, one of the reasons I like that show is that it did show kind of a, an interweaving of immigration First gen and the assimilation factor. Like yes. they showed those different aspects of it. Um, including a, a a son who one of the characters who is trying to get a, an education and or secondary education, and some of the other characters are like, you know, te crees muy muy because you are trying to bougie yourself <laughs> and <laughs> and all the things but it was a really fun show to watch so i'm excited about a second season i
1: am too it, i hope it's really good just like i i did love the first one so i can't wait for more and
0: the best part for you was the cholo who was going over to return the library books
1: that was my favorite i still love that it was such a good scene the librarian's like oh hell no and he's like Doo, do, do, here's my books so cute mm-hmm, mm-hmm Cholos can read what absolutely yeah Que what else? What else? The Netflix version of the Selena show, mm-hmm. also season two, actually comes out in May. So, like, really soon. Um, Can I give you a spoiler alert on that? You know what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Too soon, Kat. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I had to put that out there, though. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so what are you looking forward with that one? I mean, we already know how it's going to (laughs) end. But I mean, what are you looking forward to from the show itself? Because the first season showed us a lot of things that we may not have known about Mm -hmm. her growing up her teenage years. So what are you looking forward to?
1: I'm just still interested in the storyline, no matter how it's told. And I think this is a different perspective. We, we talked about before that different people had a say in what went into this, um, the writing of this. So I think her sister's voice is very strong. Um, and I'm just interested to see how they portray or continue to portray Chris. Um, so the perspective is what interests me, and as our executive producer likes to point out, the terrible wigs. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm. So yes.
0: Also, I'm super curious about if there's any insight in what her rise to fame looked like to her. Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to get any gain anything off of that? Yeah. Um, and maybe just a little bit of yes, Chris, but. Also, what happens? Like, are they going to do kind of a? And then this, you know, Suzette went to go on to do this, and Ab went to go mm, on to do that. Because mm-hmm. life happens after. Like, your life moves on. Exactly. Um, but I'm not. And we know that life has moved on for her siblings. Mm-hmm. Are, where has life moved for her parents? Are they still mm-hmm. kind of living with this?
1: Yeah. To lose a child, I yeah. can't. Especially in a in. I mean, anyway, but to lose a child in a a violent tragedy like that is a whole other thing so yeah I'm just you know I just love Selena I and and any anything that takes me back to that um her music her it just it makes me happy so I mean so, until it ends and then it's just sad
0: but so it's coming out in May are you going to binge watch season one again to prep yourself Ooh, for season two that's a good two?
1: idea no
0: no <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm not doing no, it. Not at all. I want to do it because it felt also like a um, a really long season of videos. Of like True. music videos.
1: You know what? And after I did watch the first season, I did think, I, I kind of want my daughter to watch it too. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I think it, I, but then I think about the ending too. But I'm also like, it's real. Like, that's really what happened. So, I mean,
0: it's real. It's real what happened. It also springboarded. JLo's career so like there's something that comes up it you know
1: yeah fair I wanna um yeah I want, I think I want her to watch so I may I may rewatch the first season
0: and she needs to learn how to cumbia she really period. does it's true that's gonna be a wedding there's gonna be a wedding one day and it's you true. need to have the dollar dance and you need to have the requisite um Selena mix cumbia that you have to dance to it's at true. every
1: wedding it's true why are you that on her? Well, it might not be her wedding, but yeah. somebody's Somebody's wedding. Getting Someone's getting married in New Mexico. Mhm. And they're going to play that song. Exactly. Yeah. And she needs to learn how to do it. She loves to dance, so she'll I, be
0: all about it. I learned how to cumbia to selena.
1: Oh, I like it. See? That's right. she really needs to in love with the track jacket <laughs> <laughs> uh, she also likes crop tops, so that's scary. No, no <laughs> one's falling in
0: love with crop tops. Mm. Mom. from you know from our daughters absolutely not that's no. a no hard pass Hard pass. so yeah i'm looking forward to it i may binge it just for the heck of it just to re-watch and you know and also poke fun at the wigs just a little bit <laughs> all right hey they got re-upped by netflix they can surely they can afford better wigs this time around and her hair yeah they can afford better wigs this time around we'll see we'll see to be seen One more that's on the second um, is a book that we had talked about. Mm -hmm. So uh, Dante and Aristotle are two characters that are set. um, The background is El Paso. And I was excited to, well, A, you told me about this book. And B, I was excited to read about it because um, the backdrop, not just in El Paso, but it's the central side of town that I grew up on. Mm. They are high school students from a high school I went to. And the writer is originally from um, outside of Las Cruces, from, so from New Mexico, but now lives and writes in El Paso. So um, Benjamin Alire Sainz has a second book about these two characters, Dante and Aristotle. Um, and it's called Dante and Aristotle Dive into the Waters of the World. Hmm. So that's a the second book of that particular series, and he has written other books, but this is a, a a twofer for for those two characters,
1: and I'm excited to read that. I well, when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, Cat, you and I don't I don't know all the I wasn't making the local connections and um that I knew you were gonna have some of them so when I read it I was like "Cat, you ha-, and just the characters were so adorable and yeah so the first book um Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe and I thought you had to read it and then you were like bawling at the end I was bawling yeah
0: it was such a such a good book and I'm excited to, to read a second
1: yeah me too it'll be good
0: one of my favorite parts about this, I'm not going to, I don't want to spoiler alert anyone, but it does have some an LGBTQ aspect to it. Mm-hmm. That um, for, and this is one of the reasons that I really, really enjoyed the book. For character, a character to be LGBTQ, set in El Paso, in a side of town that I came from, with my, my personal experiences and inability to be, to come out in high school and be who I truly was. Mm. But to read about a character with all those pieces and the time frame of which is, and the only reason that I know this is because one of the characters is actually a real life person that went to high school with my brother. Mm -hmm. So it's during a time frame that I am familiar with. And it it just meant so much to me. Mm -hmm. it meant the world to me to read about latinx lgbtq lives where i'm from like my neighborhood they talked about a swimming pool that i went to as a kid Mm -hmm. and that meant so so much
1: what about it felt emotional for you
0: just that that like oh there was someone else like me Mm -hmm. and i know because of Facebook and otherwise, that there were um, LGBTQ people that I went to high school with, but I think back then I felt so alone because I didn't mm-hmm. see anyone like me. There wasn't what celebrity could I have pointed at?
1: Right. And Ellen wasn't time. out
0: yet. Right. Rosie O'Donnell wasn't out yet, and the and to that to to even that matter, they're they're both white.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that I think that's the thing that I connected the most with. That I was like, oh my god, this was me growing up. This was absolutely me growing up like,
1: hmm.
0: yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to read the part two um, of these two characters and see what happens.
1: Me too, because I thought it was a great book. Um, and I did not have all of those connections. I just enjoyed the character development. I enjoyed the scene that they painted, which did feel regionally familiar to me, even though I might not have known the specific pool or building or whatever. But um, I loved it, and I'm excited to read about those characters again. So that one's coming out um, October, I want to say,
0: like fall of 2021. So just around the corner-esque. I could be wrong on the timing, but it is this year. So keep a look at on that. And it's a local author. So that's really, really cool. Love it. So one more book that we want to do on Arquea de Nuevo. And I'm really excited about this. But Charlene, can you give us the digs?
1: I will. So we talked about the author, Sofia Segovia, and her book, Murmur of Bees, which we... Um, listened to the audible version which was stellar um, and we talked about we recommend it I recommend this book to any human who will listen to me that says mm-hmm. they read I tell everybody to read this book mm-hmm. or listen to it on audible because it's so good we talked about getting a book club together we're not really good at getting book clubs <laughs> together <laughs> it's a proven fact but uh, we have encouraged several people to read the book Um, So Sofia Segovia is coming out with a new book, which is called Tears of Amber. Um, It's not a sequel uh, to the first book. It's a whole separate characters, new theme, new everything. So I love her writing. Um, I think the way she integrates some historical perspective and like um, magical realism. I don't know if any of that's going to be in the second book, but I'm super excited to read it.
0: What, what? How did you get into Murmur of Bees? And then what was your favorite part? Of, like, what was, what was it that drew you to Murmur of Bees?
1: Honestly, I think it was just, I had an Audible account at the time. And I think um, just seeing the cover, you know, they'll say like, oh, these might interest you if you read mm-hmm. these other things or whatever. Um, and I gave it a shot and holy cow, I was immediately sucked in. And the characters were just, I think... What sucked me in was the the characters, the way she builds up the characters. You feel like they're real people. I don't think I had felt lost in a book like that. Uh, And can I say that? Because I was listening to it. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, I was lost in it. And I couldn't stop listening. I I needed to know what was going to happen to these people. Like, they didn't even feel like characters. They felt like people that I was watching their lives. So, um, She's just an excellent writer, like one of the most. And people have compared her to Isabella Allende and other folk. I hate I hate the comparison because I think she just gets to be Sofia Segovia and we just need to talk about what a badass she is, period. I was going to do a comparison. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's cool. It's not a direct comparison,
0: but her writing does remind me of um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez and 100 Years of Solitude. Yes. And the the way that you just described it, getting lost in a book, I got lost in a hundred years of solitude Mm -hmm. granted. It took me a little while to get through it. Um, I had to revisit it several times, but the, the storytelling was, it was like, it was like magic in the most amazing Mm -hmm. way. And even though some of the things for at least a hundred years of solitude were like, could that have really happened? It didn't matter. And the murmur of bees was like an updated version mm-hmm. of that of like oh my god i can get lost in the magic of your words it was so beautiful and I, I i i listened to it all the way up to santa fe and i had to finish it before i started on my work work mm-hmm. because it was just so beautiful and amazing and it it just drew out so many emotions like mm-hmm. the love the heartache the anticipation of what happens near the end like the build-up of what's happening to the characters it was just all so beautiful
1: and i appreciate i you're making a reference to the type of writing reminds you of mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. gabriel garcia marquez and i think that's different than saying oh she's the new whatever because like you don't have to compare her she's no. about us. No,
0: she is just so good at her storytelling. She really is. And um, we may have an opportunity to have a sneak peek at the book and maybe more in an upcoming episode. I am, though, looking forward to reading the book. Regardless of where it takes place, she is just such an amazing writer that I'm looking forward to the book.
1: I am, too. And uh, we may have some surprises in store, so stay tuned. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Keep an eye out definitely for sure um more updates Cap, on some people that we've talked about in previous episodes give it to us uh nathan apodaca do you remember this guy cranberry juice drinking skateboard guy dog face dog face yes dog face nathan apodaca he uh has reached some level of fame and in some recent interviews i've talked about he's not living in the camper anymore he bought a house um, he got married. Wow, good and, on him. Yeah, and is talking about, and I, I think his new wife has some children, and so he's like, I'm building a family and trying to still working with Ocean Spray, um, and doing some TikTok stuff, and still plugging Ocean Spray and getting mm-hmm. paid, um, and trying to buy his parents a house also, so that he can uh-huh. kind of get them into a a different situation than what they're in right now too. So just a really heartwarming update on Dogface, um, who's still. Viral on TikTok, doing all the dances, doing all the things. Dude, he can he
0: can move, right? He's got some moves
1: yes. that I'm like,
0: bro, I need to watch that again so that I can see how your feet do it, so that I could try to do that in an upcoming
1: quinceanera. Because, <laughs> damn. It, it still makes me happy. The whole thing makes me happy. And the fact that he's been able to sort of come up a little bit into a a place where he feels more stable is awesome. I love it. I have seen that he's been working with some
0: clothing lines mm-hmm. to get some clothing out there. So if that's your aesthetic, I would definitely hit that up. Dogface on Instagram, and the music that he pulls from really is music that I grew up with. That I know. It's just it's a great package to watch him do his stuff.
1: Love it. All uh-huh. right, right. mas. Um, La Gordi Loca. We talked about La Gordi Loca. Yes, she's still doing her thing, um, and she has an app shut up she has a news app so like if you're living in Laredo uh you can get the Gordiloca app and stay updated uh, to the minute with her videos and all her news
0: dude sometimes i see her go go on facebook live and i'm like well i don't live there but what's going on <laughs> like right like i, I need to know myself, yeah. yeah
1: and she's entertaining she's like gente
0: entertaining yes. she's that
1: prima that it's like
0: ooh que pasa
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. she is the Gladys Kravitz of (laughs) Laredo, Texas. (laughs) And if you don't know who Gladys Kravitz is, look it up. Yes, yay, La Gordi Loca. This one makes me so happy. So we did an episode where we talked about cleaning. Mm
0: -hmm, And -hmm. we
1: talked about housekeeping as a profession that many, many Latinas um, are in. And we talked about this uh, lady Vanessa Amaro, who has Amaro's Cleaning in Austin, Texas. And she um, had, I, she apparently had some sheets from West Elm, the store West Elm that she loved. She was all about these sheets, and she had a lot of damn followers on TikTok, mostly. And she gives little tips like, "Oh, use this to clean that weird." piece of your fridge that has gross stuff in it that you don't know how to get to and she'll like show a little quick video so she had a shitload of followers on TikTok well these sheets start selling out like crazy for West Elm so one of the dudes from West Elm reaches out to her and is like hey we want to do some kind of collab right so she starts getting a little bit of a kickback from West Elm she also does this with this sponge called scrub daddy or scrub mommy scrub mom something like that this sponge and I thought like okay it's a sponge like, how cool could it be? But she's plugging them all the time. So I was at Target the other day, and guess what they had? <gasps> they had the Scrub Daddy. Uh huh. So I'm looking at it, and it's like on one side, it's a soft sponge, but on the other side, it's a really hard sponge. But if you wet it in cold water, it stays hard. Like, if something really needs to get scrubbed, if you put it in warm water, it softens, so it's still a little. I know. It's magical. So I bought one. Of course I did. But anyways, she now has enough, um, like paid sponsors that she was able to quit her cleaning job. So she quit all her clients, which at first I was like, what the hell? She's just going to be like a walking commercial. No, because this lady's a badass. She has a lot of followers who will send her messages like, I I'm and she says this a lot like I don't judge my clients I don't judge their messy house because everybody has a story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she'll talk about people have mental illness or physical illness where they can't clean and I can give that to them so a lot of people have written into her she's gonna start cleaning those people's houses for free wow I know it makes my heart so happy so she yeah. just posted a little story. Um the first house she was cleaning for free was a woman who her teenage daughter passed away from cancer a couple uh, of years right. ago and she decided she needed to sell the house like it was just she couldn't Too be in that house yeah. anymore so she is taking away some of that pain of getting rid of things and cleaning it up by going in and doing that for her. Wow, that is amazing. I
0: know, I love it. That is I mean it's amazing on so many different levels. A that she had mad cleaning skills that she was giving some right. advice out B that she can get sponsorships out of it. And then that she's giving back to the community. That's like, that's awesome.
1: I love it. I, and, and that she does not just make it big and be like, okay, I'm out. I don't have to clean houses anymore. She does it because she loves it. And that's why she's good at it. It's, it's her heart. It's such a satisfying job though, to see things oh, get clean after
0: yes. like, that's a Okay. Also, I I had to write down because I didn't realize that she did West Elm sheets and the the scrub mommy thing. I'm gonna look both of those up because sheets. Good mm-hmm. stuff to sleep on. Yes. And also, like it's hard to find good things to clean with. A hundred percent. As a as a really oddball tangent, there was a book that I read back in the day from a local author here in Cruces, and the um, main characters one of them was a was a waitress. And she had someone who helped her clean her house, Chata, and um, Chata, of note, Chata said that there's nothing like your nail, your uña, to really oh, get yep. things up. Mm-hmm. And she said, one day, I'm going to make a, a product called a Chata Scrapey Scrapey, and it's going to be like <laughs> uñas that you can scrape up all the things. And I'm all, if the scrub mommy is Chata Scrapey Scrapey, I need that in my life to get some shit cleaned. I think you do. I'm, I'm going to look for it at Target. I'm yep. on it.
1: And she uh, Amaro's cleaning. You can follow them on Instagram as well. And she or TikTok. She's a big TikTok. She has like three million followers on TikTok. Damn. And she gives all this great cleaning advice. She's fantastic. How do you get blood out? I mean, that might be a DM. Mm. Okay, I'll DM her. Hey, sometimes shit happens, you know. Sometimes shit.
0: The other night, I had a random nosebleed, and it was going through all of the things. So, like, sometimes you just need
1: help. It's true. Yeah, blood Don't judge happens. me. Don't no. judge me. No. <laughs> so any other on the Gay Island Weibo list? Um, the only other thing I was thinking of, we've done a couple of episodes or Weedy Weedies where you had some kind of clothing mishap, and we really haven't heard of one of those in a while, so I didn't know if you had an update for us. <laughs> <laughs> wow, why you always got to call me out like that?
0: <laughs> um, I have had a couple clothing <laughs> mishaps, though. <laughs> like... <laughs> Why? Why though? Maybe we should just do a whole weedy weedy on my clothing mishaps because I think so. nothing as egregious as the as the roaming underwear. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And yeah, but I have had a couple clothing things that are like, come on, cat, really?
1: <laughs> Why?
0: I don't know if it's my magnet to the universe or what, but sometimes just stuff just happens. Yeah, and it has to be me,
1: man sorry fine one a story for another day a story for another maybe day. we can get sophia segovia to write a book about your clothing <laughs> mishaps dude she might just be like no i'm out she'll she'll and hear a first
0: couple she's like never mind yeah. miss sanchez never mind
1: you just hear the door close oh um
0: the only other thing that I would mention would be that, hey, have you checked out the Ofrenda magazine? Because we have an essay in there.
1: We do. And we love the magazine, uh, virtual magazine for now, but print pretty soon. And you can hear the essay
0: um, with voice because we, we also, in addition to submitting the written piece, we also recorded and submitted ourselves reading the
1: essay. So
0: check it out, ofrendamagazine.com.
1: Yes, which I love because that's just a great thing for accessibility that they have a lot of their um, essays and poems and articles in audio format too, which is awesome. Sweet. Cool beans. And where else can people find us? Mostly on Instagram, sometimes on Facebook. And when Kat gets on Twitter, then we're on Twitter too. <laughs> hey, we've been on Twitter uh, stalking people Yes, <laughs> as of late. I like it um yes but you can find us on the socials we you can listen to us on spotify amazon music podbean and pretty much all the places because kat you have been so great about making uh our podcast accessible in all the places trying to to keep us up with the uh, technology and all the good
0: things well, happy birthday cat happy birthday oh my god i really really can't believe that we've gone two years this feels amazing
1: i know i love it and we have some excellent listeners who are um really supportive and who will message us and give us likes and ratings and all the things on social so if you have been a listener either just to this episode or for the whole two years god bless you thank you
0: we appreciate it. Deep from from our hearts, um, we have reached almost all 50 states across, at least mm-hmm. listeners from all 50 states across the U.S. We have reached these listeners in a lot of countries around the world. Excited about that. Russia, thank you for coming to the table. Ooh. That's super interesting. Hello, Russia. Well, hello. They're playing us uh, somewhere, maybe in Moscow. They're, they're putting us uh, on speaker. Who I knows? like it. So, yes, this is the Bocha Podcast. We are two years old officially this month. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we'll see you on the flip side.